0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Here we go. It's our number three of the G-Bag Nation on 1053. The fan, Bobby Carella Mavs.com, joining us now here to talk about this basketball team. Had a great come from behind victory last night against Washington. They'll play one more, then hit the All-Star Break. Bobby, good afternoon. How the heck are you?
2: Gentlemen, I'm pretty good. Hope y'all are doing well, too. Of course, that fourth quarter saved some things last night, but uh, they won the game, so all is well.
1: Yes, and certainly there's going to be challenges, but I'm finding myself right now, Bobby, thinking, how much better is this team than what we saw in the first half of the season?
2: I think they're a lot better. I think they're a lot better. I mean, they're much bigger. They're more athletic. They're stronger. They're a little more tenacious. Uh, After the additions of P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford, at the trade deadline but last night showed another reason why they're better which is they could not buy a bucket for like three and a half quarters and yet they still won the game and now a cynic would say okay well i mean washington is not very good but washington was shooting it pretty well from two washington was forcing a bunch of Mavs turnovers but dallas was able to win the game with their defense primarily which is something that they have not done this season uh, if you follow Is talk franco one of the the great mavs minds on twitter he said earlier today I think this was only their fourth or fifth win all season whenever they scored a below average rate on offense. And so, you know, and that just goes to show how much they've relied on offense to this point in the year. But now all of a sudden with more size, with more rebounding, with more of a presence, more versatility on defense, they can win that way too. And uh, that's what you need to do in order to, to go on a playoff run.
3: Obviously it'll be matchup dependent, but assuming health, what do you think cuz they they closed it out with with Washington and Kleba playing the 4 and 5 last night. What do you think is their is their ideal closing five man lineup?
2: That's a good question. I mean, I think it's primarily matchup dependent. You know, Washington was going with, I mean, I don't know who you want to call the five. Kyle Kuzma was kind of the tallest guy or Denny Obdia. They were going pretty small and the Mavs were for the most part, trying to come back from a deficit. And so they really prioritized spacing offensively to open some things up. And it worked. If they're protecting a lead, I still think they're probably going to want to go with lively or Daniel Gafford. If like Lively's hurt or in foul trouble or whatever. Uh, but against some teams, especially in the playoff situation, whenever you're going up against teams that have a lot of wings and those wings can all put the ball on the floor. You need guys that can step out and, switch and guard those guys in space one-on-one and Kleba can do that and I mean him coming back from injury and filling in at the five the way he has before they got Gafford and without Lively it's been a huge driving force behind their winning right now Um, and if, if they can keep that dude healthy and playing confident like this then all of a sudden kind of out of nowhere they go from needing bigs desperately to now they almost like have too many bigs it's a pretty good problem to have
4: Bobby Carrillo, Mavs.com with us here in the G Bag Nation. and you, know, you talked about the defense. What have you seen from Luka? It seems like he has taken his game to another level on that side of the floor. Saw Mavs Muse put out something like he's top, three, top 10 in three different personal defensive categories.
2: Yeah, teams are really hunting him this year. You know, really kind of, it doesn't matter who he's guarding to begin the possession. That guy is going to go set a screen for the other team's superstar And more often than not, Luke is going to end up one-on-one against those guys. And it hasn't always been super pretty. I mean, Jalen Brown got him pretty good in that Celtics game, but you know, Luca has done really, really well in isolation this season. And I think the, the, the main reason why he's taking a big step forward more than just like digging in and like really locking in and trying is he's using his really, really high basketball IQ to help him make plays. Like he's gotten very good at anticipating when a guy is gonna pull off like a spin move and he can reach around and use his length to poke the ball away. Or he's really good at jumping, passing lanes, just forcing mistakes. Uh, You know, Luca can see things before they happen on offense, but he can use that trick too on defense. And when he does, he's able to make plays to help the team and get him out in transition, go the other way. So, you know, whenever he really dials in and moves his feet, he can be an effective defender. He's so big and strong, Uh, but also whenever he uses his mind, he can see things before they happen and, and make plays too. And I think, you know, one thing that's enabled that, by the way, is just trusting Kyrie, playing through him more. You know, it's just less on-ball time for Luca, which allows him to, to catch his breath out on offense and, and, you know, apply a little more energy to defense. So there's really like this symbiotic uh, effect happening that's helping him on both ends of the floor.
5: Bobby, was, uh, was there a game that kind of led them to make this trade? to try and change everything out, or was this something that was, this was coming all throughout the, the whole season?
2: I think it's been a long time coming, honestly. I mean, I've, I've, how many times have I said to y'all, I mean, of course, everybody wants more centers, more effective size around here, but how many times have I said the Mavs need more long, switchable athletes that can defend one through four, or at least two through four, and in P.J. Washington's case, sometimes even some centers. I mean, you need – size up and down the lineup, not just at the center spot. Now, I think, you know, understanding and really discovering just how good Derek Lively has been might have pushed down center, down their list of priorities a little bit. But, you know, he's missed quite a bit of time this season. And, of course, without him, they've really struggled, you know, at at, at both ends of the floor uh, at various times, especially against good teams. And so, you know, I think maybe losing some games that they did the way they did uh, you know, unable to, to really control the defensive glass, kind of put a little more pressure on them to make a deal for a big. But I think they were going to try and add a wing no matter what. I mean, I, I don't think losing to Boston or the Nuggets or, you know, watching C. Occam score 35 or whatever he did on them really made that need any more glaring. I mean, I think they were going to go for it no matter what. And, and, you know, it seems to be working out so far because Washington's been really good.
3: BobbyCarelloMavs.com with us here in the G Bag Nation. All right, you're in that building. Uh, who who do you think, if you pulled everybody from top to bottom in that organization, who do you think they would find more annoying, Christian Wood or Grant Williams?
2: Oh man, I I, I don't want to speak ill of uh, my former comrades, <laughs> but uh, there's there's a little bit of a war of words going on right now, isn't there?
3: Feels that way. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't have to speak for anybody, but I mean, it seemed like the annoyance level got extremely high with Grant Williams. I know it did last year with Christian Wood.
2: Yeah. You know, vibes are uh, sometimes vibes are are tough to gauge. Um, Sometimes they are not tough to gauge and it really felt like, you know, there's just some guys go through it, whether it's playing time or role on the team or just individual form, like are my shots going in or not? Um, And, you know, there, there can only be so much, you know, so, so many off vibes, I guess is what I could say. And, you know, Hopefully, everybody's in a better situation now.
4: Well, Bobby, I'm really proud of the way you handled that question, yeah, by the way. we uh, in a bad spot going. there. It is a toxic Pros Tuesday. Uh, and so, Spencer Dinwiddie's comments. Did you see what he had to say? Why picking the Mavs over the Lakers? How did you
2: read into that? I did, man. A very violent metaphor. I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like there there could be better uh, examples. It's Valentine's Day. I <laughs> feel like you could make it kind of romancy instead of about a fist fight. But, uh, yeah, I mean – it's pretty spicy. People are, people are really willing to speak their minds. Um, I don't necessarily think that Dinwiddie meant anything like, you know, negative toward the Mavs. I think he just wanted kind of a challenge. And I I think also, you know, the way he sees it he's definitely going to get more minutes than he would have in Dallas. You know, he's probably not closing games here. Whereas with the Lakers, I would say he almost certainly is, you know, as long as he's healthy and not in foul trouble or whatever, uh, and that leads to opportunities to get more money on your next contract or whatever. So, you know, I think maybe the, the metaphor that he used was a little confusing for me, but I, I wouldn't, you know, if I'm a Mavs fan, I'm, I'm, I'm not really getting in my feels over that because, you know, I, I kind of understand where Spencer's coming from there.
1: When they, when they acquired him a couple of years ago, I was in my feels. I did not believe that the Mavericks were a front office that was really pursuing a championship. They seemed to fall in love with their guys and and moved away from their favorites really, really, um, you know, difficultly. They, they clung to the past and, and what they had. I, I think since then, or maybe that move changed things, they have become, uh, I think, much more convincing that they have what it takes to build a championship roster from my perspective, Bobby.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, some of that is recognizing like, first off, just how good Luca is, you know, he is the guy that can take you there. Um, And then also, you know, furthermore getting a better feel on not only like Nico Harrison's vision for the roster and kind of what he wants, which is in many ways different than the previous regime. You know, the previous regime wanted more shooting specialists, more spacing around Luca. It feels like Nico wants, you know, guys that can shoot the ball, but he wants more positional size, more I guess for lack of a better word just dogs guys that are just tough and going to go out there and scrap and fight for everything Um, in addition to being skilled of course but you know we're seeing sort of a a different approach and within that you know is kind of that relationship aspect Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie really likes Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison and came here at the trade deadline a couple years ago and really rehabilitated his league image had an incredible playoff run Um, you know and and I wouldn't say salvage his career because he's an incredible player, but obviously he was playing in the conference finals, you know, playing a, a huge role for the Mavs. So, you know, they, uh, they can definitely identify talent. They're starting to figure out what kind of guys they need around Luca. And they're, they're really not afraid to pull the trigger, uh, on, on deals to help get those guys in here.
1: Do you think they'll have to do more this summer? Are they going to be aggressive or do you think they've acquired enough that now it's, you know, piece for piece type of, maybe at a mid level exception or, where we we got enough? Let's see how the cake ends up baking.
2: I think they're going to keep being aggressive. You know, if if all goes according to plan, meaning they don't just fall completely off the wagon and 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 hang on to their top ten pick this year, uh, they'll have two first round picks and four second round picks available for trade this summer. And they still have some interesting contracts. And, you know, if they don't win the championship this year, of course, like if they do, you want to keep it together. But if they come up short, especially if they don't like even make it out of the first round or God forbid, they don't even, you know, make it to the first round to begin with, they're definitely going to be aggressive. You know, I think they they want to win a championship and and put themselves in position to win a championship as soon as possible. And so, um, you know, we'll see if they can pull it off. Of course, there's going to be a whole lot more competition Including the Lakers and some other teams are going to have more picks to trade as well, but you know we know the Mavs are not afraid of making a deal.
3: Bobby Carella, mavs. dot with us here in the G Bag Nation. Uh, you know Jason Kidd takes plenty of heat um, and oftentimes deservedly so. Uh, I I saw that after timeouts the Mavs point per possession is is pretty high, some of the best in the league, uh, and I think that's a tip of the cap to Jason Kidd there. Uh, what what do you what do you feel like is the best quality? Uh, when it comes to Jason Kidd, what does he do best here? Other than, you know, making sure that Kyrie and Luca are happy.
2: I mean, in today's day and age, that's a very important aspect of coaching. So I would say that is probably the number one thing is that he has the respect and, and trust, I think, of of the two best players here, um, which matters a lot. Now, I think, you know, the, the thing that I feel like Jay Kidd has really intentionally tried to do since becoming the head coach here is... Also, the same thing that kind of drives some fans nuts during games, especially when things feel like they're going sideways. He really trusts his players to figure it out. You know, I think part of that is kind of a, maybe like a, a bit of a, like an overcorrection from when Rick Carlisle was the head coach for his, as genius as Rick was. He was very liberal with his timeout usage. You know, the other team goes on a 4-0 run. It's a timeout. Hey, let's figure it out. j has really kind of gone the other way and just really trusted the players to figure that out. And also I think part of that is kind of implicitly encouraging Luca to embrace more of like a leadership role. Like you don't need to hear it from the coach. You need to hear it from Luca. Hey, Luca, if something's going on, you're out there, speak up, say it, you know, put it in action. Kyrie, same thing. And uh, other experienced players on the roster, same thing. So, you know, it's definitely an interesting choice. I think it's been intentional by him. uh, And sometimes that means the other team scores 12 points in a minute and a half. They go like bang, 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 just a couple threes in a row. And he's not going to call a timeout. He trusts the players to figure it out. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I don't know how y'all feel about momentum. I don't really believe momentum is real. Uh, that might be a controversial opinion. Oh, but, you and Reg. You know, yeah, but you you have to psych yourself out of believing in the boogeyman, you know, Teams go on runs all the time in the NBA, and so I I, I appreciate that he doesn't call panic timeouts, not only because I don't think momentum is real, but also it does sometimes make the games go faster, and I'm never going to complain about that.
4: You brought up Valentine's Day. I know it's been two games, but I am smitten with Daniel Gafford. Is this a uh, butt crack or basketball type of statement here, but Daniel Gafford is the best Mavs center since Tyson Chandler?
2: Wow. Wow. Uh, what was that scale, butt crack or basketball? Butt crack
4: or uh, basketball. Butt crack meaning it's a terrible statement. Basketball meaning oh, okay. you agree.
2: Okay, I'm glad that you specified that for me uh, or clarified. You were uh, thinking butt crack
4: was the good thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It can be know. confusing.
1: We can go ball sack if case you want. Case
2: by case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't love a good, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think um, he's really good. You know, he's really – he's just tenacious, man. He's tenacious and tough and big. And he's fast. I mean, he gets up and down the floor. He plays hard. You know, he's got like the motor of Dwight Powell, but the body of um, obviously a much bigger, stronger dude. And that's what the Mavs have needed. You know, it feels like over the years, especially in the Luca era, they've had guys that are really tall. They've had guys that are really big, but they just maybe haven't been able to click in the pick and roll or they haven't been cool with what their role was or whatever. Gafford totally is, you know, he knows exactly already kind of knows exactly where Luca wants him still working out the kinks a little bit, but I mean, he's really, really good. And, you know, the prospect of being able to roll out him and lively for 48 minutes a game is really, really cool. And it doesn't hurt whenever you have a, a stretch five that can play if you need to, to space the four instead of those guys. And I think the best part about Gafford is that he's not going to complain if he is only playing 20 minutes a game off the bench. Last night, he only played about 20 minutes, and he had like 16 and 17 and 5. So, I mean, the dude is going to fill it up whenever he's out there.
1: Thank you, Bobby. Outstanding stuff. I, I did hear you say championship a couple of times a few minutes ago, and I, I'm right there with you. I think it's on the cards. It's possible. Let's go.
2: Hope so. Hope so. We'll see. They still have to get into the top six first, so one, <laughs> one step at a time. But, hey, yeah. I mean – it's always good to have reason to be optimistic. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, Bobby, And if you could do some recon on Gafford, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his nickname. It's allegedly the landlord. Um, and if you Ooh. could just do some back-channeling on that for us.
2: Yeah, stay tuned to the Mavs YouTube channel because we have an interview coming out with him either tomorrow or the next day where we ask him that very question. So nice, we dude. will get the truth out soon.
4: Did you ever find out about Luca? Is he uh, a Lufa guy or what's the deal with that?
2: unfortunately i it just it's i've never been in the right moment with him never been the right time but i'm holding out hope he's still got another few years under contract and then hopefully 10 more after that so i I will learn that truth one day as well we have
3: to know once and for all if we can call him you know in good conscience lufa Doncic.
2: i hope so maybe just manifest it if you call him that he'll buy lufas like it's gonna happen maybe you can make it true (laughs)
3: I'll do my part. I know you will too, Bobby. That's where you're the best I in the will. business. I love you, buddy.
1: Cheers. There he goes, Thank Bobby Corella. Hell of a Mavs insider here with you in the G Bag Nation reporter, analyst. Uh, commanders are hiring Sharif Floyd as their assistant defensive line coach. Yeah. Dang it! Former uh, Vikings player. It will continue his career there with Dan Quinn, the Commanders now in Washington. Yeah. So, yeah. another man down there, and uh, hopefully an opportunity for Mike uh, Zimmer to. Uh, Add somebody to his staff that, uh, you know, maybe could be a difference maker because they've lost a number of them already. Okay, uh, top 10 at 420 is coming up next. Wolchuk, where are you taking us?
4: Man, I was tolling earlier, and I love the KNC segment talking about unique sports names in the history of sports. I've got the top 10 most unfortunate names in sports history. What are some of your favorites? That's next on the fan.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
4: Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Shoot, yeah. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Segment's brought to you by Soda, the -the state-of-the-art and the Frankles. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankles, 214 or 817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. We're going to get some baseball coming up at 440, a proper round tripper. Here's uh, Wolchuk with your top 10 the woolly bully
4: thank you very much eight seven seven eight eight one one oh five three what are some of the uh, craziest most unfortunate names that you've ever heard of in sports history i know all of you uh, can probably come up with some good ones we got some texts in of course eight one seven scrody the ads which is the rhode island school of design mascot risdy love scrody you Sag- know it's
1: uh, overlooked often but maybe the original was magic johnson
4: Ah, Magic Johnson's a good one. Yeah. Absolutely. And Joe Johnson. And Joe Johnson. You know. I got a lot of Cocoa Crisps in the mention. Uh, Cocoa Crisps, definitely a good one. It's phenomenal. It's very good. Uh, Mookie Blaylock. Matt Steele on Twitter went ahead and hit me with that one.
1: Original Uh, name of the band Pearl Jam, by the way, was
4: Mookie Blaylock.
1: Really? Yeah.
4: That's good. Uh, 877-881-1053. Go ahead and test those in. Of course, we got General Booty. Uh, Boof Bosner and Pokey Reese are some of the other ones that I got uh, hit up with on on Twitter. Going around the horn here, uh, Lucius, do you have any names?
5: Yeah, so John Connor, I always thought that was a cool name. John though. Connor's a good name. And Milton Bradley. Yeah, okay. Because when you tell people your name, they're going
0: to be like, oh, like the, the game guy. Did you make the game? Yeah. You
5: know, that type of thing. Like, no, I didn't make the game. I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
4: Milton Bradley's good. Yeah. Milton Bradley is Milton Bradley's
2: a crazy name. Yeah,
4: it is. It is. Do you guys have any that come to mind for you? Rowan Gardner from the two one four Henry Rowan Gardner.
2: Yeah,
3: there's there's a ton of them. Um, I think you wolf know the Gang wolf
4: the names the names <laughs> that
3: are also sentences like the former defensive coordinator for the Titans Dean Pease.
4: Yeah, Dean Pease is great. Dick Trickle. Yeah. Dick, Dick Trickle. Trickle is, yeah, that was the one that will make the top. 10. R- Raleigh Fingers. Boots Day. Former Major League it's Baseball Montreal player. Montreal Expo. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty good. Uh, Yinka Dare, former pro basketball player with the Pistons. Dick Pohl from the Red Sox. Yes, pitcher.
3: Oh, yeah, we have another. Uh, there was a trade in baseball just in this off season where there was a Richard Fitz going from one team to the next. Richard Fitz, he's
1: throwing the Fitz. You know, I thought one of the great names in basketball <coughs> assistant coach here with the Mavs for a long time was God Sham God.
4: God Sham God's very Oof. good. Mike Lemon Jello, a pro bowler. That's an honorable mention on here. Otto Addo. (laughs) Credence Clearwater Quoto, who was also a pro soccer player. Uh, Shooty Babbitt is another name that's on here. How about Your Highness Morgan? That is a real name of a former college football player. College football is getting very creative with some of their games. I mean, every year we get the all-name team. Yeah,
5: Kool-Aid McKinstry, right? Kool-Aid
4: McKinstry. He's coming out in the draft. Pretty good player. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Um, We've got Urban Shocker, former pro baseball player. Stubby Clap <laughs> is another one.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you could go back into like these these early 1900s baseball rosters and find some pretty incredible names.
4: Uh, Everybody been, had a nickname back then. Everybody's got a nickname. Yeah. Young Waku got texted from the 214. Bull Ball, that's a good one. Catfish Hunter getting texted in as well. Blue Moon Odom. Mike Balsack. Yeah, Blue Moon Odom. That's a good one. Uh, Doug Fister coldest Crawford, that's fantastic. <laughs> ha Ha Clinton Dicks from the 817. Yes, that's very good. Uh, Spud Webb, that's a good name. Uh, sure, uh, Dick Budkiss for sure, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Dick Butkus is a legendary one. Oh, Booger McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Booger McFarlane's a great name. Uh, Sonny Sixkiller. New maybe a Washington quarterback. Yep, maybe a uh, relative of our buddy Gary Sixkiller. Possibly. Professional poker player. It's not a common last name. Not at all. Uh, we've also got... Oh, man, I don't know that I can say that one. Earthwind <laughs> Moreland is another one, former New England Patriot, won a Super Bowl. This guy's name was Neville Neville, pro cricket player. Neville Neville, your first and last name. What are we doing? Come on.
3: 214 says a good friend of mine in college, his actual real name was Space Allen Roach. That's different. First name Space, middle name Allen, last name Roach.
1: I knew a Ben Roach as a kid. They were ben cool. Roach? Yeah, he had a twin brother.
4: What about Guy Wimper? Offensive lineman for the Giants. Giants, yeah. He was Guy Whimper, not very good. Man, that would not be a good name. Oh, Captain Munderland. that was an all-time good Captain name. Captain Munderland. was. Yeah, a good Captain Munderland. Was good he one. South Carolina? I think uh, he was a Carolina he Panther. Played with the Carolina Panthers.
3: I don't know if he was a Gamecock. No I know he was a where Panther. He went
4: to college. Oh, little Jordan Humphrey, that's a great name. Former South Lake Carroll running back, then turned receiver at the University of Texas, still in the league now. Napoleon Outlaw, Michigan State wide receiver. Yeah, from '92 to '95, uh, majestic map. That's another one. Uh, yeah, Dracus Duplessis, of course, the uh, South African UFC fighter, actually just beat Sean Strickland to win that title. Uh, title. We've got Will Barrow. Like, Wheelbarrow. <laughs> There's some, some um, Dick Butkus is legendary. Oh, Chris Fuamatu Matafala. That's a good one. That's Ooh, a throwback one. What about Brandon uh, Mani Malayuna? Oh, uh, yeah. Mani Malayuna. Pops Mensa Bansu. Played with the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. Misty Hyman international. Vander Blue, that's a badass name. Marquette guard. Uh, we've got wonderful, terrific Mons Junior, pro baseball and NFL player. Some of the names there, but here World Be
1: Free was great. Yeah, yeah World, World Be Free is a good piece. one. Was cool.
4: Plaxico Burris, Priest Holmes, the Brickishaw Ferguson. Great names being texted in now. Boomer Sison's a good nickname. Uh, Devin, oh, I don't know. Uh, We're gonna stay away from that one. TJ Zada, absolutely from the two one four. I love that. Uh, deadlift shrimp yeah that's a great one we've got uh, chase cox willie gay that's a free agent maybe the cowboys could go after top 10 here top 10 unfortunate names in sports number 10 jumbo cummings wow what did boxer? he play
1: it's uncomfortable
4: 15 6 and 1 is a pro boxer entered the ring at 29 years of age heard he was a volume puncher yeah he sure was high volume how about uh, <laughs> I wasn't order. sure if he had that much stamina though. Taco Charlton's a good one too. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, number nine, the former footballer Kaká.
1: Oh yeah, Kaká was good. Kaká man. Kaká was good. Was he yeah. just a one name guy? Yeah, yeah,
4: Brazilian dude. Brazilian, yeah.
1: Real Madrid. They
4: number eight, Chubby Cox. <laughs> that's a baseball guy, isn't it? In 2016, a Venezuelan one. national Olympic team member. I think he played in basketball. He was an NBA. He was a basketball player. I think it oh. was Chubby. I think it was Chubby Cox. Maybe <laughs> it was Chubby.
3: Yeah, I remember in the Olympics there was for I can't remember which which country it came from, but there was a Yoshi
4: Takashita.
2: Mm, yes. There's and also, it was spelled yeah.
3: like take an
4: S. They also <laughs> uh, they thought about putting Pete Lecoq on here. Yeah. He, Why did how did Lecoq miss the boat on this one? I don't know. There's also Scott Tancock his his and dad. Jack Glasscock.
5: His dad was a uh, uh, like a TV go- uh, game show host. Oh, okay. Who's Peter, dad? Pete Lecoq was known as Peter Marshall. Oh, like Peter on, Marshall uh, on the uh, Hollywood Squares. Yeah, that's yeah, good. He was
4: a game show host. Number seven, Dick Butkus. We've said that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Number six, Albert Pujols. Yeah. I feel like we could have gone with Lecocq over
1: holes. Do you think the people back in the day just didn't imagine what they were naming it, or yeah. you know, they they just their minds weren't in the gutter at all? I do think people are doing
4: bits these days. With some,
1: they're of the doing names. bits these
4: days, but, but like then,
1: in the 1920s when Dick Butkus is coming out, and, yeah. you know, Grandma and Grandpa are sitting there.
4: Richard is a family name, you know. What yeah. are you thinking, honey? This is obviously you can't name a kid this. Number nine, former NFL player Harry Colon. Harry Colon, Detroit Lions. Little Harry. You've got to
3: be kidding me. Seriously. Harry hey, hey, oh, are we sure? Are we sure <laughs> yes. <laughs> are we sure this isn't a cologne? I, no, no. This is a colon. It's a colon. This is like okay, because it's
4: Bartolo, what looks to be colon, but it's yeah. cologne. No. Spelled the same. Wow. This, one, this one's Harry going Cullen. full on colon. Uh-huh. Uh number four, this might be a personal favorite of mine. Steve Shartz, Former MLB <laughs> player. <laughs> no way. Yep, Steve Shartz. There we <laughs> he actually had a clean pitching record at Triple A, clean in yeah. 1990.
1: I'd like to see that Shart family tree. <laughs>
4: yeah, Steve the Sharks. other day, the other
1: day Abby dropped something and she just went, "Oh Shart," <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't know if that's okay or not, but it's funny.
4: I think, so, <laughs> it's good. I think we can let that one go. Chad Ocho getting yeah. texted in. Uh, number three, Tim Biakabatuka. This one's a tricky one. How to dance around this? Uh, name is actually Lucius. Shout out to Lucius Alexander Lucius uh, Pussey. Can you can you spell that for me? P-U-S-E-Y. Mm-hmm. And his nickname was Smile. <laughs> he was an NFL player. <laughs> uh, number two is Dick Trickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure is from Wisconsin. Shout out to Ron Tugnut as well. He just a He's a goalie. He's a goalie. Yeah. Uh, Phyllis Mangina. Tall
5: guy though. Mangina. Yeah.
4: Destiny Hooker as well was an honorable mention. Uh, wow. Kyle Sackrider—that's <laughs> a real name too. <laughs> Having
1: the
3: Sackriders over for dinner tonight. There's a Blunt Rollins from the four
4: sixty nine. That's good. Sir Parker, A and M wide receiver. Yeah, Sir Parker got texted yeah. in.
5: S i r r. Did you, you bring up Rollins. the Fukadomies?
4: The Fukudomis, no. Ah, uh, the Fukadomies. That's a that's a hell of a hell of a name right there. The St. Browns, Equinemius, and Amon Ra got texted in. Hippo Vaughn. Tank Carter, former uh, TCU linebacker, yeah. Sauce Gardner, getting Texan world meta piece, Uh world meta piece, world meta piece, legend. It's actually meta world piece. Uh, and then number one though, this got Texan quite a bit. And people are on. Oh, Popeye Jones,
3: Jim Bob Cooter,
4: Jim Bob Cooter's a good one. Bud Grant, number one though, uh, Rusty Coons.
3: That's going to get the job done.
4: There were uh, several good names, and a lot of them texted one that's been popular lately. I didn't want to touch that one. Which one? I think we know.
3: So you were down to touch Rusty Coons, but you weren't down. There was something else out there that you were not down to touch. Clark?
4: Not Griswold. (laughs) Owner? Owner guy? (laughs) Maybe Jack, <laughs> man.
1: I mean that. No, no disrespect to that royal family of American sports. Not at all. You should have had a little bit of more awareness there, as you're ending first name with a K and second and last name begins with Hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't get quite the attention that maybe Mike does, because sure. Michael is there's a there's a another word play on top of that that makes it even more hilarious. Needed but, a little bit more awareness. You know. know, I thought Clark was in the ballpark.
3: No doubt. You probably got – you just got to, like – you got to give it, like, a two-second pause or so between Clark yeah. and
1: Hunt. That's right. And uh, that's it. The top ten at 420 every afternoon. Add about 422 there with your main man, Zach Wolchuk. T-sizzle. Okay, Football's Finest is coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll go around the bases get the latest on the Rangers on a hot stove Tuesday here in the Back Nation next on the fan. Thank you very much, Lucius. We're going to have a, a press conference from the Cowboys tomorrow at, at 2 o'clock. Mike Zimmer and Mike McCarthy will meet with reporters and uh, should have a batch of uh, audio and, and topics coming out of that to discuss tomorrow. Right here, right now, it is time for a proper round tripper. Here's our baseball expert, Wolchuk.
4: Oh, man, big-time expert over here. Uh, Jared Sandler in the building as well, getting ready for Rangers hot stove tonight. Andrew Rahini, Cody Bradford. We'll be joining him starting off at 7 o'clock. Look forward to that. As, uh, we're just, man, we are we are right there. Rangers spring training. We're going to be out there in Arizona in just a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. And a very happy birthday to World Series champion Nathan Ivaldi. He turned 34 today.
3: Happy birthday, Nasty. Happy birthday, yeah. Nasty junk
4: It was the Jungle Cats' birthday yesterday. It was. We just got all the World Series champ birthdays today.
5: How about that when we were in there at that game against Baltimore where they were chanting his name? It so one know, of the coolest it, moments. I mean, Curtain call? Yeah, it was one of the great, yes, it was one of the great Dallas sports moments that I, you know, my going to a lot of games in my life. That that one sent chills,
4: how, you know, how the crowd responded. And the Rangers crowd all year was really good for that. It was team. awesome. Yeah, It really was. I mean, starting with Section 133, which yeah. I know they're going to be doing well, this year as well. Oh, Jared was a big part of that, getting that thing going. It was right awesome, way. dude. Yeah. It was really, really exciting. I think there were times, and, and Jared can attest to this, and we were going and, you know, yeah, they would draw, yeah. but I mean, it was kind of somewhat. We're looking at the start of the game. Like, how many people do you think are here? It's a little bit lifeless, but the energy. I mean, look, you win; it's going to help. But the Ranger fans definitely—they showed up and showed out there in the post. That, yeah.
1: that moment right there was yeah. a solid, probably nine point six out of yeah, ten. It was Brian. amazing. It was. I amazing. tell you what, the Seager game one home run, though, maybe a fifteen out of ten. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, it's it's Great. close. One a one I mean, Context, you know what both those were like. So I just wanted to give you a good reference. <laughs> just point. an amazing moment.
4: I was trying to avoid that one. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Ooh, uh, yeah that
1: that's
0: the was that the game that brought us left early? Yeah,
5: yeah. Well, I went to listen to the game hoping that it would help. He was listening to you, yeah. wanted to hear but you, but I I, well, actually, I wasn't
0: talking, so that's BS. Yeah, every I, once in a while you
4: give an update. I took that I, aces, man.
5: I took the analytics. I took a a man out the out of the game. Yeah, yeah. Wolchuk was collateral damage. He was. That's all right. It's time to go. No, it's not. Rangers time. hadn't come back no, in that circumstance, but one time all year. Bro. Yeah. I, was, I was listening to you guys talk about it on the radio, you know, and I'm thinking, I just got to go out in the parking lot and listen to this game. Is what You're I
0: just did. supporting the station.
5: I was trying. Yeah. I, I, I listen to more games, I, and I'm not going to lie about this. I know. You, I, you
0: tell me this all the time.
5: I When you were when you were calling all those games, I, f- I listen to far more of those games. I just do.
0: Yeah, you like you clearly like bad broadcasters. If you like listening to me, yeah, yeah.
5: it was actually a really wow. fun. It was a fun broadcast. I thought you and Hixie had a really good I relationship. Thought you did a great job, yeah, Eric's, right? a, Eric's a Hall of Famer. Don't get me
0: wrong. But everything I love,
5: okay Sands. I love the uh, what's
0: that? Everything okay? No, I'm just I. I prefer self-deprecation. I listen okay. to people who are like, yeah, of course you listen to me. I'm the best. Like, and you get like, what an did idiot! You, Why would you ever say that?
5: When Basic was talking, do were you really running a bag of chips? I oh, so I, I got to give
0: Corey credit. He was like, you know, it would be really funny if you did that. So, I went and got uh, a few bags of popcorners. Yeah. You guys familiar with popcorn? Yeah. I'm a big fan. And I was just it. Dude, you're constantly eating.
3: Are you nervous about Bally ratings dipping in games that you are filling in for David? You know,
0: that's kind of funny because, <laughs> you know, I don't know that I've ever considered that our ratings here change one way or the other. Uh, oh, they I did. don't know. I mean. Can I ask a question? Are, are you going to be wearing makeup? I'm curious. What yeah. I'm curious about, Eric, is if they have the inning by inning ratings, get like a spike in the first yeah. inning, go oh, it. Like, what's this? Oh, this, this is short guys, you know? Are you the. Uh, and then the second inning, they're all gone. Once they get a taste of what Sandler's got to <laughs> yeah. offer on television, they're <laughs> well, like, let's yeah,
5: see. I'll pivot to the radio. Holy yeah. smokes. Would you be the shortest
0: broadcaster on no, television?
3: No, I would not. Oh, no. Andrew shorter- C- Siciliano. Yeah, Siciliano.
5: network. you talking short. about, yeah. Well, he, no, no, no. For baseball. baseball for no, There
0: are a few. Adam Amin, for sure. I mean, Adam Amin, like, goes up to my pecs. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm taller than Jason Bonetti. How about the lady broadcaster with the Oakland A's? Jenny Kavner. Uh, She's, I think we're the same height. Maybe I'm a little taller than she is. What's her background? Uh, she's been with the Rockies for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then cool. does stuff for MLB Network Radio. I love Jenny. She's great. So I'm happy for her. Looking forward to hearing it. Yeah.
3: There's no chance that we could get you standing on some level of a box when you're next to David Murphy doing doing <laughs> hits. Like, <laughs> I, I want, I got to get that
0: photo. It's not like Murph's like 6'5 or anything. I thought Murph, I mean, when I'm he's around
3: him, he feels like he's a tall
5: he's guy. He's taller than
0: I am, but everyone is. Isn't it yeah.
5: comfortable to interview to see why?
0: I mean, my arm, like, hurts because yeah. I have to, like, hold it yeah, up yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I feel badly for him, like, when he... You know, does he, does he He's lean like over? a partial hugger sometimes. Oh. And okay. or like a side I, hug guy. Well, or like he'll go full hug like, you know, postseason, mm. he's happy and I mean, that's like that's a lot of work to hug a five seven guy. Just eye to eye with his navel. Yeah.
4: Just facing the belly button.
0: I mean, he. Don't, I feel I felt, bad. Just like ta- you can tap me on the head. I, felt I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt. I felt. i boy. I did feel bad at the parade
5: when I kind of just pushed you aside and gave him the high five.
0: I don't remember that. You what and I. That?
5: You and I were hugging outside the uh, the when you were coming out to sit in the chairs for the, for the stage. You and I were kind of like, yeah, we were There's rolling around. And all of a sudden, I saw him, and I just kind of like pushed you aside, uh, like went for the high. 10. I'm surprised
0: you remember that because I've seen some videos of Broadus from that day, and
5: you, you and I were you the and home I were both must have been to, early. It was tough. Yeah, man, you. It was fun. It was, that, was God, that, was fun. that was a great I day. That was a great. Wish we can do it again. Hopefully, we'll yeah.
0: be able Why to. Couldn't we? We can do it. Again. God, what a hater. Yeah. Am I hating? Yeah, you just like you said it. Oh, I'll never do it again. But that was fun. there was
4: no never. So, no, I wish we could do it again, man.
0: You know That's what man. I heard? Did you hear that? I,
4: I'm having trouble hearing today.
5: He's still drunk. Brought us. Yeah.
0: I did put your favorite kind of broadest.
5: I, saw, I don't remember that. I saw Cy. And I wanted to like give him the high five. I he mean, I made he and I made eye contact. That's I a just, better career move for you. I so pl- I don't, I don't blame you. You just kind of stumbled over to your seat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right.
4: All right, uh, I did see this morning news. Put this. Hey, in. good
0: baseball segment, Wolchuk. I'm trying way to, to take in. charge. I'm trying to segue into way, that. The, way to drive the segment.
4: Uh, top five players who need to step up in surprise Arizona. Number one is listed as Owen White, and we have heard that the Rangers are really wanting to. Evan Grant, I think, was pointing this out with, like, the Montgomery stuff, thinking, no, Jordan Montgomery probably won't come back, but you never know, still unsigned. Maybe the price ends up dropping, and the Rangers are able to make that happen, but they need some of these young arms to develop, and eventually, like Cody Bradford did, who will be on the show tonight, step up and give you some innings. Do we
0: think Owen White can be that guy? Well, the path was there for him to do it last year, and he just didn't i mean you know not only did he not he didn't get called back up in a role that would suggest the rangers were excited about his progress and that can go one of two ways that means you know maybe the arrow continues to not go in the right direction or maybe that's a kick in the butt and you know this offseason was a big one for him and he comes you know back to camp ready to go because uh whether it's in the bullpen or in the rotation certainly more so in the rotation with the need for depth, there is a huge opportunity for Owen White. Uh, This is, you know, I would say this is the best opportunity that he has had uh, to really make an impact on this team.
4: What about Yuri Rodriguez? I kind of forgot a little bit about Yuri.
0: Well, he's out of options, so it's, it's kind of now or never for him. You can go the Josh Spores route where maybe he gets hurt at the end of camp, buy him some time to get right. But, you know, the Rangers... Their Their bullpen's not set. he throws hard and velocity yep. plays, but that's not the only thing you need and he's got to uh, he's got a better command his stuff, but you know he throws hard, he's got a good breaking ball, uh, and he's one of these guys where he's proven he can get outs in AAA. he's got to now do it in, at the major league level. and with this organization, because he's out of options, you know he, he could be on the uh, on the roster on opening day or he could be in a different organization. And then Jack Leiter,
4: reasonable expectations after they made some tweaks last year. Just see how it goes. I
0: would just like to see Jack have a good first two months in AAA and go from there. Uh, I, I'm not going to overreact to a good first month. I need to see it over a good, you know, two months. And then, you know, if things are going well, all right, maybe if there's an opportunity. Uh, but he did have a little bit of success towards the end of last year. But I want this guy to experience success consistently. Over an extended stretch, and if he does that, then I'm sure he'll get some big league innings this year. I, I think he'll probably pitch in the big leagues no matter what. You'd feel a lot better about it if you looked at his numbers in AAA and the reports, you know, were were equal to that. And it's like, hey, oh, these are pretty good numbers. Is there a lot of pressure on him? <sighs> yes and no. I think he's kind of drifted towards the you know the back of the room in a way. You know, it's not like lighter mania is is as fervent as it was. But yeah, I mean, he was the third overall pick. He was right? talking about the future, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now uh, they win the World Series, win the championship. He he kind of becomes something in the like you said, the back burner.
0: Yeah, and you know we listen. He's only twenty three years old, and uh, it's his Jordan year. And, and I said third overall, second overall pick. I'm sorry. What was that Jordan year? It's, it's his his Jordan, Jordan year. year, right? It's his Jordan year. He'll turn twenty four in April. It's Kobe it, it, year. If 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 you. If I told you, hey, big-time prospect A is making his major league debut when he's 24, you're not going to bat an eye and be like, wow, he's late. So he's not – the trajectory just hasn't been what you'd like. It's not like he's grossly behind schedule, um, but it, it definitely has been a little bumpier than maybe what you would have projected for a college pitcher.
5: Yeah, I got it pitched on Friday nights, right? Yeah. You right out of the – he pitched too much at Vanderbilt?
0: Well, I don't know that he pitched too much because his problems here have been the same as in Vanderbilt. The fastball command just hasn't really gotten better. He got yeah. away with it a little bit more at Vandy than yeah. he, he can at the professional level. Sure. Thank, Thank you, you. Sans.
1: Look forward to seeing you out there and surprise. Hot stove tonight. What you got cooking for that?
0: Cody Bradford at 720 and uh, the the newest member of Creed, Andrew Heaney, at 7 o'clock.
1: Let's go. can go. Thank you, sir. Okay, football's finest is on deck, Chief.
3: The Cowboys are not the only team with family drama next year in the nation.
1: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.